Vix the Convince. Welcome to the Vix the Convince podcast. Here's your host, NewSpark founder, Paul Mosenson. Hello out there, it's Paul Mosenson. It's time for Vix the Convince marketing optimization. Today we're going to talk about ROI and a really unique um, platform that can measure all of your marketing activities with gusto and at the end with the outcome making real um, actionable business decisions based on the results of all your marketing campaigns it's not easy to do which is why plana exists and today my guest is the founder ceo of plana.com a robust piece of software run by marketing leaders. Peter is the founder and CEO of Plana, like I said, the first AI-driven platform for delivering operational marketing excellence by combining marketing planning, budget management, expense tracking, and ROI optimization. Peter has more than 30 years of experience as a marketing and product executive and has been a CMO for companies from early stage through multi-billion dollar public companies. Great. Hi, Peter. Hey, Paul, how are you? Great, great, great. Thanks for joining me today and, uh, and teaching our audience about this tool, which I looked at and I'm really fascinated by it. Great, what? well, it's a pleasure to be here. Sure, sure. So let's just uh, start off. Plana, P-L-A-N-N-U-H. What is it? <laughs> well, first of all, it's a divisive name. I have to tell you, people love it or hate it. Um, my wife actually hates it, uh, to tell you the truth. Uh, and uh, but but Plana is a platform for uh, delivering better marketing. Uh, and it, at the highest level. And what it does is it combines together a bunch of the business functions that you do as a marketing leader, including planning, uh, budgeting, uh, tracking of your budget and expenses related to that. And then most importantly, sort of the optimization of your overall marketing plan by looking at the, uh, the outcomes and ROI organized by your key marketing campaigns. So that's what it's all about. I see. You've obviously figured out there's a need for this. Um, why do you believe so? And just go over the high-level problems it solves. Sure. I, I can tell you that I was motivated to build this out of my own need. So I, I mentioned the fact, or you mentioned the fact that I have experience as a CMO and uh, the the most recent experience I had really hammered the need for this home pretty significantly. I was the CMO of a, uh, of a large company called Nuance Communications. Uh, they're a voice and AI technology provider, $2 billion public company. Uh, and uh, during the time I was there, we did 100 acquisitions, which is kind of crazy. And wow. uh, it was incredibly challenging for me as a CMO to get my arms around the the plan. At the end of the day, your job as a CMO is to uh, take the overall business objectives of the company, translate those into marketing objectives, uh, and then apply the appropriate resources to get that done uh, and, and optimize things along the way. And, and that means building a plan, uh, organizing your resources against that plan, 
and then optimizing things as you went along. And in the, the tools of the trade for doing that as a marketing executive are basically the Microsoft Office suite. You know, you build your plan in PowerPoint or Word or it's generic alternatives and, and then you track your plans and your budgets and your outcomes in a bunch of spreadsheets. And the problem is when they're disconnected and you start cascading that information through an organization, you almost immediately lose visibility uh, you lose the ability to be agile, meaning if I wanted to make a change in my plan, I have no idea what the ripple effect is as I roll it out through my organization. Uh, and then there's some fundamental kind of mundane things like I always found it incredibly difficult to accurately forecast what I was spending, where, what the outcome would be. And as a result, we ended up leaving a lot of money on the table. Uh, so that combination of problems is pretty significant. And we boil it up and distill that into the idea of uh, trying to improve marketing operational excellence. That's what we're all about. Well, what you're describing is obviously a need to put everything together. If, I mean, listen, if companies don't have your tool, and you mentioned some of those ideas, like what are they doing now? I mean, obviously a big company must have some kind of tools. Um, but they're not all connected together? Like, what's going on now? Yeah, you'd be surprised. Most of, the, most of these uh, business processes are managed by a bunch of spreadsheets today, even in very, very large companies. Now, there, there of course, are some companies who've tried to automate this. There's some purpose-built systems. And there have been historically some very large company systems that are available to manage these kinds of processes. But even for a mid-size, even for a $2 billion company at Nuance, it was really limited what the, what the tools of the trade could be to, to solve those problems. Uh, but today uh, it is, as I said, fundamentally, uh, it's a patchwork of systems and processes. And, and the, the common thread is that people tend to use a bunch of spreadsheets to try to organize this stuff. Um, which are fine, but spreadsheets, of course, are a, a very generic tool, and uh, they tend to be quite brittle. Uh, they tend to be uh, error-prone, and, and as a result, people, uh, people have a, a lot of issues with, with doing that. Um, so that's, that's where we, we saw the, the, the big need was to try to automate some of these things that were just fundamentally unautomated, even, even in very large companies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I guess that's why um, a lot of the... Uh tech people and platforms try to fill the void. I mean, it seems like every platform now has, here's our integrations, right? You know, we, you know, because really it's one thing about the platforms. It's anything about, is it flexible enough to use all the tools and other data out there to come in? I mean, I've seen things, you know, Tableau, of course, and funnel.io does a lot of stuff. And, um, you know, and, you know, do you bring in analytics, AdWords, and, you know, and all these other things besides, you know, the manual listings. Can you um, talk about integrations and things like that? Yeah, I'd be happy to. And one of the things that's important to understand about what we're trying to do and what the job of a marketing leader is, is to take all this information and distill it to the point where you have a high level view where you're making strategic decisions. That's why we like people to organize on around the, the campaign uh, the campaign level of marketing. So not at the individual tactic level, 
because frankly, there's some great tools for managing and optimizing individual tactics. So as an example, if you're sending out an AdWords campaign, uh, and again, they, I call that a small C campaign, right? Because it's not really a campaign. A campaign is meant to be a broad, multifaceted kind of initiative. Right, like, uh, like a go-to-market like go plan for a product. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. but if you've got a tactic like I'm, I'm doing, uh, I've got a series of AdWords, there's some fantastic tools that are down at the tool level to manage that. But when you boil it up to say, what is my uh, top of funnel digital campaign effort that includes all of my digital channels? That's what I want to manage to as a marketing leader. Uh, so all that said uh, is why we've integrated the way that we do. So we integrated the CRM level in general. So we have tools like Salesforce as an example, where we take all of their campaign level data and we take the metrics achieved by what Salesforce thinks are the, the metrics in, in the by Salesforce campaign and we aggregate them up into what we view as sort of the true campaign view of the world. Uh, so that's one side on the CRM side. The other side is, of course, uh, you have to realize that if you're looking at ROI measurement as an example, uh, you know, there, there are two key elements. There, there's the R and there's the I. And the I part is actually the thing that's most vexing for most marketing people. They're really bad at measuring it. And they are because it's extremely difficult. There's no system of record in most companies today to, to measure expense by campaign. Uh, and that's one of the things we do by integrating data from their financial systems in a very clever way that makes it quite easy to do. Uh, so we can organize uh, that information and we get sort of true campaign level expense and then true campaign level outcomes. And you mix them together and of course you get a cost per outcome and then a return on the investment that you've made. Yeah, so it's more like, a, it's a bigger picture tool of the overall strategic direction of your campaigns versus, you know, the, the minutia that your directors and managers should be managing anyway, right? So yeah, that you've, yeah. you've got it exactly right. It, it's about managing to the big picture. Uh, and the, the way I think about it, it's the, the analogy I use with people often is if you're, if you're driving your car and your goal is to get to Schenectady, uh, then you're going to use your GPS and your GPS is going to say, hey, my strategy is I'm going to take the highway uh, and it's going to give you directions along the way. And, and that's kind of what Plana does. Plana says, hey, here's your overall goals, your business goals. My strategy is I'm going to use these kinds of campaigns. And then this is how you're progressing against those campaigns. And this is how much fuel I'm using, that kind of thing. Uh, along the way, though, you realize that your car has a bunch of systems that are being measured. Uh, so those systems might be the tire pressure uh, or your, your engine performance and things like that. And there are other places in, in your organization that are designed to sort of manage those independent things. So we're about helping you reach your destination, getting to the right place. Uh, and, and that's the thing, uh, ironically, that's been missing in most organizations, the ability to navigate and drive toward a strategic set of objectives. And that's the space that we're trying to fill with Plana. Right, right. Well, it's one thing about, you know, whether you or your other people entering data, you know, your trade show data, your digital marketing budgets and results and your CRMs, things like that. But 
and then you've got to analyze everything. Is that where AI comes in? Like, wh where does the AI part of it comes in of your tool? Yeah, it is. It's, it's interesting because the AI comes in in some ways that may seem mundane, but they're really important to make a system like this work. And a little bit of backstory. So I spent uh, 13 years at this company, Nuance, that was a leading provider of AI systems. And about half the time there, I was the chief marketing officer. The other half of the time, I, I was a general manager running a couple of very large businesses inside the company, one up to about $650 million. So I ran some of these systems at very large scale. And it, it turns out that AI is really, really good at taking some mundane processes and making them a reality. Uh, so we do a couple of things with AI that makes the system a little magical. So one is we make it really easy to get data in the system. And we do that by using some AI to uh, interpret data that people just throws at our system. So uh, for instance, if you've got a, uh, an upcoming expense, uh, you're planning to go to a trade show, you get an estimate from the production company, you email it to Plana or you drag and drop it into Plana. We interpret that data, figure it out, put the expenses in the right place, in the right campaign, and you don't have to do anything else. Um, and the reason that we apply AI in those areas is that it allows you to capture much more accurately and much sooner the data that you need to power a system like this. So we make it trivial to do that. Uh, the second major application of AI is around the organization and interpretation of the data. So we've got a, a bunch of uh, ML models that basically take data that you throw at the system and then we automatically organize and categorize that data. And what that does is it makes it much easier for us to do things like benchmark data. So you can send in some, a simple example is you can email to plan a, a, a Facebook invoice as an example and say, here's my Facebook bill for this week or month or whenever I get it. We suck in the data, we put it in, we say, okay, you're, you, you plan to spend 10,000 this month, you spent 12,200, so you're gonna be a little bit over this month. But we also know that, hey, because it's Facebook, that's an easy one, we know that it's digital, right? So we can organize it in digital. Uh, but we can do that at very broad scale, so we can organize the data and categorize it uh, automatically. And then the third area is around the synchronization with your financial and CRM systems. So we take data and we uh, allow you to uh, throw all this data at Plana and then we reconcile and connect that data together to, uh, to make it possible for you to measure ROI. So those are the three areas today. We've got a bunch of stuff in the future that we're, uh, we're planning to do, uh, specifically around the area of AI-based recommendations uh, from all this data that we have. Uh, but today, the biggest application of AI is around the ingestion, categorization, and synchronization of data in the platform. The goal of making it completely drop dead easy, simple for the users so that you get more accurate data much earlier than you would otherwise. Um, question not on my list is um, when you talk about ROI measurement from a big picture perspective and you have the integrations with the CRM, now this may be a little bit in the weeds, but can your system take different segments of audiences and measure campaigns against them? Like, you know, hot leads or 
Thames and from two years ago or something or some sort of reactivation campaign or win back campaigns or like different segments of marketing strategies in your CRM, does that come back to your system to measure with those segments? So we, we measure ROI the way that you organize your campaign plan. Uh, and, uh, and as a result of doing that, we generate a data set for you that you can use and manipulate lots of different ways. So you may be able to answer some of those questions that you couldn't before all in, in those cases, but the general use case for Plana is to allow people to manage the return on investment at the campaign level, because that's the thing, frankly, that matters the most, right? Because as, as a marketing leader, your, your goal again is to take the, your goal is to take the, uh, your, your marketing plan, assign business goals, organize your plan uh, into broad campaigns whose, whose uh, outcomes are designed to achieve the metrics that you determined to be the success metrics for your business goals, and then you move on. Uh, and I say all that to say that our, our design focus is around helping you manage the ROI and optimize the performance of your plan. We're not especially a ge generic analytics tool. You mentioned some of the tools before, like Tableau is a fantastic tool for that. So if you want to you know, slice and dice and pivot your data, uh, Tableau is fantastic at that. Um, we can help power your Tableau experience by providing true cost per campaign uh, that you can use to slice and dice a little bit more. But I wanted to make that distinction and not leave people with the impression that we're a, uh, you know, a broad generic uh, analytics platform. We're really a, uh, a planning, uh, planning management optimization of your overall marketing plan. We think of it as a marketing leadership platform. Yeah, I think the bottom line is, this is, uh, like you said, it's for leadership. Um, there's other tools that can get into the minutia of the analytics and the optimization, but this is big picture. Um, what's right. and it's the, it's the, it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, we, we say that it's big picture, but at the same time, the big picture has been wildly ignored, Paul. It's just amazing. If you think about yeah. it, we're all so focused in the minutia and some of it is comes from the fact that I'm a big believer in that we measure what we can measure. Uh, so we spend so much time going into the incredible level of detail around a tactic and we ignore the, the much broader picture of, are you successfully executing your strategy, which is what we're trying to help people do. Can you actually deliver? Uh, and uh, and it's, it's just a different way. And I think the appropriate way to think as a marketing leader. Mm -hmm. Well, that being said, it's probably somewhat difficult to measure a benchmark because they don't have one, maybe. <laughs> and so you're actually um, coming up with those and then optimizing them along the way. Uh, you know, yeah, it, it's interesting, Paul, because one of the things we do is we, we try to encourage people into best practices. Yeah. Right? It doesn't mean we beat them over the head and say, you have to, you know, join our religion. We, we say that these are the things, these are the questions you should ask each other uh, when you start to build a campaign. You know, what's, its, what's the expected outcome? What are the business goals? Uh, and then along the way, as you implement and use Plana, you start to develop a much better understanding of things like, what is the average cost per outcome for campaigns in your organization? 
what does it cost for you to generate a lead or an opportunity? And how does that vary by different parts of your organization? And, and is that good or not? So th those are the things that we start to uh, drive out of uh, companies to really help them get a better understanding of their, their overall performance and how to optimize and deliver better outcomes. Mm -hmm. What are some other examples uh, that a CMO can um, make a decision on based on your tool? Like maybe two or three examples. Sure. A couple things that CMOs do. So one is uh, it's, optimization of your plan at a highest level. So again, part of what we do is we show you, here's your top performing campaigns, here are your bottom performing campaigns. Uh, and it's a great way to do an optimization. Do more of the better performing, do less of the worst performing, right? It's as simple as that. Uh, there's broad agility that we can provide people. Uh, so as a CMO, uh, all CMOs have been hit over the head since, uh, March or April of this year with the pandemic, where all of a sudden their entire plan for a lot of people got thrown on its ear. We made it quite simple for people to understand the impact of what uh, potentially canceled events were in their plan, uh, develop scenarios in their plan, uh, and then implement and, and change their plan on the fly uh, so that they could reallocate their budgets in, in, in their plans to uh, to. Uh, ultimately achieve their business goals. So that, that's sort of a key thing. Uh, the, the, the other thing that the platform is really good at doing, because we believe that fundamentally, we need to be really grounded in the financial system and really understand what, what the finances are. So we, we drive dramatic improvements in your ability to accurately forecast what you're going to spend, which means if you need to make a change, you know exactly what's committed, you know exactly what's available, and you can get within uh, a fraction of a, of a percent uh, inaccuracy of, uh, of what you're gonna spend in every month or quarter or ho however you measure it. Uh, so that, that's a huge benefit uh, for CMOs because what most of them do is they end up uh, hedging their bet because people are terrible at forecasting what they're gonna spend in, uh, in, in a marketing team. And many people leave 10, 15, 20% of their budget off to the side because they don't wanna go over their target. We see this again and again and again. Uh, and uh, in with Plana, you can confidently plan and spend up to you know 99.5% of your plan, which means you put more of your money to work, which is your job as a CMO, is applying resources to achieve business outcomes. So those are some of the key things that people use the platform for. Great. You know, I, I can be pretty analytical with my clients. And so I'm going to mention a couple of phrases here and see if you address them or, you know, as far as making business decisions goes. Um, one thing is the concept of lifetime value for when you look at revenue numbers versus just the value of a purchase? Yeah, we, we uh, ask people, so we, we don't deliver that for people per se today. We don't, uh, but what we do is we ask people to, uh, we ask people to uh, provide that data and it's considered in some of the uh, ROI calculations if you choose to do that. Uh, so it's, it's a key, key thing you need to understand when you're 
looking at a platform like this is if you're trying to make decisions on, on an investment, as an example, you need to understand uh, what's the value of an opportunity. Right? Uh, and uh, and people look at it two ways. Uh, people, uh, you know, depending on the nature of their business, uh, they'll look at a lifetime value if it's if it's a new customer acquisition or if it's a recurring revenue stream or if it's more of a one-time transactional thing. They look at an average contract value. Um, so we consider those things as we build uh, an ROI analysis for you. Uh, but it, the platform itself doesn't calculate. Uh, lifetime value you that that's an exercise right, right. some other tools right right but you can override the data that's in there yep and to include those roi calculations if that's your business model that's correct yes right good i mean i mentioned attribution modeling too but actually when i think about it you know when you're trying to measure campaigns as you know like with marketing automation it's you know we're always a lot of times look at what we call like the last click conversion yep. say right you know where you know, if you're a larger company, there's always a branding part of this, which may not show ROI directly, but contribute to the big picture, right? Versus the direct response type medium. So do, any thoughts on that? Well, I've got a lot of thoughts on attribution. I think most of it is witchcraft, to tell you the truth. Uh, ooh, the, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and in some of it is, so for instance, what it depends how you think about attribution. So what some people try to do is they try to say, well, this particular channel gets 17% of the credit for this particular thing. And, and the reality is that I don't, I don't think that anyone is good enough uh, or the vast majority of companies, are, I don't think, have the ability, uh, they don't have the transactional volume to understand that. We believe that the right way to do this is to, is to measure things at the right level. And that's why we focus on really true campaign measurement. So the broad thematic campaigns that are designed to move your business forward, measure them uh, and uh, in, measure the, them in aggregate. So th that's why we believe that, uh, you know, for instance, a, a broad campaign should include not only some direct response, but probably include some brand visibility and, and other tactics as part of it. And the aggregate of those efforts cost something and deliver something. Uh, and and that's, that's the fundamental way people should look at the business, especially as a marketing leader. They should look at the aggregate performance. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't look and try to understand channel attribution uh, and try to optimize those individual channels. Absolutely, I think that's an important thing to understand and it has directional value. Uh, but the most important thing is to understand what is the aggregate benefit of the campaign that I've done and what's the aggregate cost of the campaign that I've done. And the combination of those two or the relationship of those two will tell you what the return on your investment is. Right, right. Yeah, again, that's, <laughs> I know we spoke that a couple of times, but you have to keep that in mind. This is campaign measurement, right? Even though you're putting in data, you know, direct mail or SEO, whatever it is, and they're all like, tactical components of the big picture. And yeah, um, one yeah. of the things that happens all the time, Paul, is people use these shortcuts to try to sit, think about ROI. Uh, so if you look at a lot of campaign ROI in quotes charts, they'll, it, it'll show the, uh, basically it's a return on ad spend or it's a media spend return that people tend to measure. 
what it doesn't consider, of course, are all the other costs that you have related to a campaign. As an example, you may have production costs, you may have agency fees. There are lots of other things that, uh, that, that go into the, uh, the, the, the full creation, production, and management of a campaign. And we can consider all of them uh, which gives you a much more complete view of the return on your investment for a campaign. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Why don't companies measure ROI as accurately as they should? I mean, there's a lot on the plate here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, there are two, two issues. Um, the, the biggest one is we like to say you can't spell ROI without I. Um, and, and as I said, there is no system of record in a company, you know, pre-plana to measure the, and track the true cost by campaign. Uh, people, you know, your financial systems are organized by departments and general ledger codes. It's your chart of accounts that it gets mapped to, but it's not organized by campaign and most companies just can't do that. It's, it's not how their financial systems work. So that's one problem why people can't measure true ROI. And the other one is they're just measuring at the wrong level. And some of it is a problem that has come from the that has come from the the marketing technology industry that I'm part of. So I probably share some of the blame is that people think incorrectly about what a campaign is. Uh, a campaign is a broad thematic set of things that are designed to help you achieve a business outcome. Uh, it's not sending an email. That, that, that's a, an important tactic that may be part of a broader campaign, but MarTech platforms all think the thing that they're managing are campaigns and they're just not. So the combination of those things, not being able to understand the cost of a campaign and not even understanding what a real campaign is makes it very difficult for companies to think about true return on campaign performance. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, we're finishing up here. So C-level marketers, CMOs, this is for them. I mean, do other departments share the data there? I mean, is it the, the, the top leadership? Like what happens? Okay, we have these campaigns. Do we, we make decisions? Do we report with sales? Like, like how does that all work? Is it? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. This isn't an ivory tower dashboard just for the CMO. The CMO gets a ton of benefit out of this. And most of our CMO customers are, uh, are regularly interacting with and using Plana. But it's a system that's used by your entire marketing team. You know, the, the marketing managers use it to organize their individual campaigns, uh, to track the performance, to collaborate, uh, you know, so all your key campaign documents can be stored there, all of your campaign strategies. Uh, uh, it, it produces automatically uh, an overall campaign calendar. So you have a marketing calendar uh, that you can make visible to anyone in your organization. Uh, so sales teams typically get access to an overall calendar view, which is helpful for them to understand. Uh, so really everyone in the organization has an opportunity to, uh, to get better visibility. And then the other key participants are the finance team. One of the, one of the most challenged relationships uh, for marketing these days is the finance team because it's a Venus and Mars thing. They just tend to speak different languages. And Planet X is a bit of a Rosetta Stone to connect the 
marketing people to the finance people to help them have a common language. And it really drives a better collaboration and a better relationship between marketing and finance. So ultimately, getting marketing, finance, and sales on the same page is, is a typical uh, outcome that we see out of our successful planet implementations. Great, great. No, I totally agree. Anything in summary you want to tell our audience regarding marketing optimization, big picture of, of your tool and, and what's going on out there today? Yeah, I, I think most people look at this and think, wow, that, that would be really awesome, but that's daunting. You know, it's, it's very hard to do, right? It's a, it feels like it's a long way away from people. I, I'd encourage people to start, you know, our, our platform is designed so that people can sort of crawl, walk, run with it. Uh, we can start by helping them just do a much better job of organizing their budgets and plans and, and, and get a better view. Uh, and then over time, they get uh, to migrate towards better and better practices. And that's what we see a lot of people getting there. Uh, I'd encourage people, whether they use our platform or not, to just start uh, to start thinking this way, to organize around uh, campaigns uh, and, uh, and get aligned around your marketing goals and more importantly, what your marketing strategy is. You know, what's the overall marketing strategy? What are the business goals? And start trying to measure that uh, because it's so easy for marketers to get buried in, in a blizzard of tactics. You need to pop up and, and look strategically at how you're executing your marketing. And we think we've done a great job at helping people do that. Uh, and, uh, and we hope more and more people uh, start to think this way and ultimately deliver better and smarter marketing. Yeah, for sure. So it's plana.com, P-L-A-N-N-U-H.com for more information. Well, that's great. Um, I love what I've seen so far. So I wanted to thank you for um, joining me today for this podcast. And, you know, everything we're talking about is about marketing optimization. You know, like you said, we talk about minutia, we talk about tactics, we talk about strategy, we talk about ROI. But, it, you know, I used to say like every cons consultation I have is it's the little things that mean a lot. And you optimize the little things and the big picture works better. And, um, and that's what happens when you look at your tool and see there's issues, fix the little things. Let's make the big things better. Let's improve our ROI. That's the whole idea. But the tool is just the tool unless you use it for insights and, and making you know, changes to your strategy if over time you see the ROI is not as, as optimal as it should be. So think about it. All right. Well, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Paul. It was a pleasure. Really enjoyed the conversation. Sure. And uh, we'll be uh, um, just check planet.com. And this is Paul Mosenson's Fix the Convince Marketing Optimization, Marketing Optimization Podcast. There'll be more to come. And uh, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to get more marketing optimization insights. Fix the Convince.